All right, hello and welcome back to another episode of Just a Girl from Cleveland. This is episode 99, almost 100. Uh, Very exciting. I am very stressed out at the moment as I am watching Monday Night Football, Packers versus Rams, because I am in my Fantasy League's playoffs, and I have Aaron Rodgers. The opposing team has Christian Watson, and I also have the Rams kicker who just missed an extra point, uh, which was very frustrating. It was like a one-point game, and then the missed extra point got me minus three points, so now it is a four-point game. So um, if I freak out at all while I'm recording this, that is probably why, because something happened during this game. And you know, it's really complicated when you have the quarterback and the other team has a receiver that they throw to because you are just praying the whole time that they throw to anyone except for that receiver. So um, fingers crossed that Aaron Rodgers just refuses to throw the ball to Christian Watson, even though I think he's had like seven straight weeks of a receiving touchdown or something ridiculous like that. So hoping this is the week that uh, that breaks, but we'll see what happens. I know nobody cares about other people's fantasy teams, but thought I'd share just in case uh, I have a, a freak out at any moment with one quarter to go in this game. Um, okay, so let's get into some topics today. I'm going to start with some Cavs talk couple good things to talk about. I also watched the Cavs game tonight, and then we'll get into some Browns NFL talk in general. So starting with the Cavs, I'm just going to kind of go into the last two games. So um, two games ago, they had a win over the Mavs in overtime, um, one by one point. It was great to have J.R. Smith back in the house. I'm sure all of you were watching the clips of him like legitimately running onto the court because he was upset. I think it was a non-call for Donovan Mitchell that he was upset about, and it was was just pretty funny to see him back there invested and, you know, of course got a standing O from the crowd. Just like who would have thought that J.R. Smith would be the guy that like Cleveland just, you know, rallied around and loved so much. Um, But that's the way it is. We, if you were on that 2016 squad, we appreciate you forever and we'll give you love forever. And it's just, it's a beautiful thing. So it was nice to see him back. A picture of him with his arm around both Donovan and Darius. Like it looked like he was giving them some type of advice or talking to them about something. It just, it warmed my heart. Um, But the game, it was an interesting one because I think it came on a back-to-back, and, you know, the Mavs were pretty depleted. Like, Luka wasn't playing in that game. He played in the first matchup we had last week, um, but he did not play in the matchup this weekend, and they had a couple other guys who were out as well. So you expect to win those games, but at the same time, they looked pretty exhausted. Um, So it was going to be a tough game no matter who they were playing. Um, But it was good to be able to get it done. I think we're 4-0 in overtime now this season or or something like that, but we've done pretty well in OT. So I will take that. I just prefer to have uh, less overtime games because it is a little bit stressful and it makes me uh, stay up later than I need to, but um, got that win. And then tonight we had a complete dominant game against the Jazz or uh, as you could call them like the second Cleveland Cavaliers because of the number of ex-Cavs they have on that team. They've got Lowry, they've got Colin Sexton, that they've got Ochai Abaji who is an ex-Cav but um, has never really played a game for the Cavs. They've got Jordan Clarkson. I think that is all of them. I could be missing someone but it was kind of weird just um, the, all the connections across teams. Um, 
Laurie has had like an incredible season um, just in general. He has really improved as a shooter and I'm, I'm happy for him that he's doing well. I really liked all of those guys. It wasn't a trade where I'm like, oh, we got to get these guys out of there. It was just it was a trade that was beneficial for for both sides. Donovan was going to get out of Utah somehow, some way, and we needed a star shooter like him. And that's what we got. And they were kind of in a rebuilding phase where they were just looking for different pieces so it worked out for them as well and all of those guys have had an opportunity not Ochai as much but um, Sexton and Markinen definitely have had some opportunities to shine which is uh, really exciting to see for them but it was a very dominant win and I'm going to be honest I was kind of nervous going into the game because the Jazz can really go off at any point they had a really strong start to the season obviously that kind of tails off at some point it, it doesn't stay at that same level but uh, it was really really good um, to see us play a good team really well like that I know it was at home um but I was I was actually talking um with Quincy on our Cavs podcast uh if you haven't checked it out you you should Cavs attack on Quincy's YouTube channel uh we were talking about though how every single team for the most part except for maybe four or five teams is bad on the road like everyone is bad on the road and is really good at home or at least good at home there's a range of good depending on how good of a team you are at home but there's only about four or five teams that uh, are doing even okay or somewhat okay on the road so it makes me feel a little bit less bad about our road performances because I think sometimes we get caught in just looking at what the Cavs are doing um, and not just exploring what is happening and the trends that are happening in the rest of the league. Uh, so I think that is one important one to look at when we're, we start getting frustrated at some of our bad road streaks. Um, that is just common with pretty much every team, and I'm sure every other fan base is having the same conversation that I am having at this moment. So it's okay. Um, but some highlights from the Jazz game, uh, and not even just the Jazz game, but recent games in general, Isaac Okoro has really started to look more confident, more aggressive, uh, a better shooter. He's been making more shots, which has been very exciting. I don't know how many he ended up with tonight. Let me see if I can pull it up real quick here. He ended up with 12 points tonight, which was a great showing for him. Um, And so I just love to see the progress that he's making and the confidence that he has gained. Um, And... I don't know what's going to happen when Lamar is healthy again and he comes back, if Lamar is going to take his spot in the starting lineup or Isaac will um, kind of roll with it for now. Obviously, eventually we'll have Dean Wade back in the equation too. I think as we continue, that three spot is just going to be a rotating door and just ebbing and flowing as the season progresses. And I think that's okay for now because we're just not sold on anyone in that spot. But I just like to see that all of those guys are starting to contribute and play better. Um, like I said, uh, to have a Coro playing at the level he is now compared to how he was at the start of this season, I think is, is a big deal. And just seeing that he is confident in that is great. Okay, um, so upcoming Cavs schedule. We've got a couple tough games here. We've got Bucks, Raptors, Nets, and then Pacers, which isn't as tough of a game, but that is our upcoming schedule. 
the Bucks have dominated us this year. So have the Raptors, but the Raptors are on a pretty bad streak right now. Um, so I'd like to think that we could actually get a win there. The Nets are playing really well lately as well. So um, that's going to be a tough game. So we have some some big matchups coming up, but um, nothing we can't handle if we can continue with the momentum of how we played tonight. Should come out with a couple more wins, but I just feel a little more comfortable with how the Cavs have been playing lately. Um tonight especially against the Jazz because it felt like it was an even game on both sides of the court. It wasn't just our defense carrying us through the game. Offensively, lots of different guys were hitting. I mean, even Jetty came in uh, off the bench and was firing threes, which was good to see. Donovan Mitchell started off the game with a quick 11 points. He had, I think, four threes very early on. Like, it was a it was a quick couple threes. Um, so it was good to see... Um, from him as well just him be able to play good against his old team but just when we're able to spread the ball around like that I think that's when we play our best basketball um, because this isn't a team built around just one star obviously I think Donovan Mitchell is our our top star and our number one guy who's definitely going to be an all-star this season Um, but it's not the same as like the LeBron teams where I feel like everything did kind of revolve around him this is a pretty even team where you have lots of guys who on any given night can bring it so if all of them are bringing it it looks pretty unstoppable in those moments which very much excites me and then hopefully we get Ricky Rubio back soon so that can excite me even more I think he is practicing now which is great to hear I think that is going to change so much in that second rotation and uh, his ability to not only shoot the ball, but just facilitate in the offense. I think we have been really needing someone like him in that that second group off the bench. So we will see. Okay, so getting into some Browns. Aaron Rodgers just took a sack. Sorry, I had to pause because that's uh, not what I needed to happen. <laughs> it's like his fourth sack of the game. Come on, buddy. Okay, anyways, back to the Browns. Um, Browns beat the Ravens, which I don't care what anyone says. That is always a good thing. I am always happy to beat a team in the AFC North. You will never catch me like saying that that's not important or because our season is over that I don't care. No, I care. I want to beat the Ravens. I want to beat the Steelers and I want to beat the Bengals. Like I always want to beat those teams. And we actually have beat all three of them at home this season, which I think is kind of interesting. Um, Obviously we lost on the road to both the Ravens and the Bengals and we still have the Steelers game to go, but um, always good to get a win against any of those teams. And we should always be happy about that. So a couple takeaways, I thought the offense looked really good, which is so funny considering the national narrative around the Browns offense right now. It's um, it's kind of funny, actually. I, I listen to a lot of different national media, national podcast shows, whatever, and they all pretty much are like, yeah, Browns offense looks bad. But I feel like that's just when you look at the the box score at the end of games and you're like oh they only scored 13 points like obviously they didn't get things going but I think if you watch the game um you felt like our offense really improved from last week and then from even the week before against the Texans this is the best Deshaun Watson has looked so far he looked significantly more comfortable less hesitant was seeing the field better made some really great throws I felt like he didn't 
like have any the the weather didn't have any effect on his ability to play um and I know that was a big concern about him conversations this offseason about what team he was going to go to um somewhat revolved around he wants to go to a warm weather team which makes sense he was you know a Clemson guy he was playing for the Houston Texans why would he want to come up to Cleveland, Ohio, and play in the snow. Um, and I think statistically, the games he had played in cold weather and snow, he had not played very well before. So that was a big concern coming into it. This was a classic Cleveland game. There was snow, it was very cold, and he did not seem to be affected at all by it, which I think is a, a huge win um, for the team and the offense in general. Uh, and look, Cade York had two missed field goals in this game. So if he made both of those, the score is 19-3. to And I think you're looking that at that a lot... <clears throat> a lot differently than 13 to three. Like that just sounds so much more significant. Um, So I think that is important to keep in perspective as well, because there were good drives in there that, you know, multiple good drives in there. There was one that was the touchdown drive was a 12 play 91 yard drive. I mean, that was really good to see them able to, that they were able to put something like that together. Um, DPJ continues to be awesome. Najoku had a few good moments and it felt like Amari and Deshaun for the first time were really connecting and we hadn't seen that um, in the last two weeks. So I think that was really big as well. Um, So I think, you know, when you when you're looking at this offense right now, they're adjusting on the fly. Deshaun came in. This is this was his third week. Everything wasn't going to be perfect, as I said last week, and now everyone finally seems like they're calming down again. But what you're looking for right now is improvements every single week, and that's what we're seeing. So I think that's something to be happy about and feel like it's promising for the future of this team in coming seasons. Um, One thing on offense I'd like to get done this offseason is extending Donovan Peoples-Jones. I think he has very much earned it. The wide receiver market out there is tough. There's not always a lot of options. You need to keep a guy like that that you have developed in your program, and he has made so many improvements and now is playing at an extremely high level um, You know, on some great lists out there for contested catches, some of the highest in the league. I'm, I'm just like proud of how he has developed on this team, so I think he deserves some type of extension coming up here. So that is kind of my general thoughts on the offense. Now to the defense, it's interesting because they've been playing better lately. They've been forcing a lot of turnovers, which is very exciting to see. And I think that's promising. Obviously, Miles had one and a half sacks. Um, John Johnson had that forced fumble and fumble recovery. Denzel had an interception um, so I think it's it's good to see those takeaways. Obviously, that's something that we want to do. Um, but I don't want to get distracted by that uh, in the sense that I still think we need to move on from Joe Woods. Like, I don't want to feel like, oh, we're doing so well now. We can just keep Joe Woods around because I do still think that they need a new voice in that room, a new scheme that things need to change. Um and that you can't just get caught up in some good plays that some of the star players are making and think that changes everything for Joe Woods. I just think we have seen this with him before where it takes that defense a long time to get into a better rhythm, and that happens repeatedly each season, and that's just not acceptable. I also think this season specifically, we have seen so many players on the defensive side of the ball regress, and 
at the end of the day, like that does end up falling on Joe Woods. Like it might be, you know, the fault of individual players at certain points in time and at certain moments, but he is the, you know, coach of this defense and he is responsible for making sure that doesn't happen. And the fact that it's happened in such a widespread way across the defense, I think is a pretty big issue. And look, there's things that are out of his control. Injuries, the whole linebacker room has gotten injured. We have some pretty rough defensive tackle talent. That's not his fault. He doesn't control what players he has on the team. Uh, But to see the way a lot of different guys have regressed, I think at the end of the day, you do have to put that on him. And I still think that it makes sense for us to move on from Joe Woods at the end of the day. Um, Okay, so we've got two games left in this. No, three games left in the season. We've got um, Saints, we've got Commanders, and we've got Steelers. So all very winnable games. I'd love to see us win out. End the season with a winning record so that you can really carry that positive momentum into the offseason. I also think that'll attract some free agents to want to come here if they see that the Browns are trending upwards at the end of the season rather than struggling. I think that changes the way people look at this team. Um, So I would really like to see us finish out strong. And I think it's really a testament, honestly, to Kevin Stefanski, the way that this team has continued to fight at the end, even when the playoff chances are, what, 0.3%, 0.4%, something crazy like that. I think it it matters that they're still playing hard for him, and um, I just I give props for that. At the end of the day, you know it's funny. Like I I know so many people have their minds made up about Kevin Stefanski, and I talked enough about it last week and how ridiculous I think it is. And look, Kevin might not be the greatest coach in the entire world. I'm not saying he's going to be the coach of the Browns for 30 years. What I'm saying is he deserves another year with Deshaun Watson. And people are so firm on their belief in him that they don't even want to give him that. And they just despise everything he does. Either he's running the ball enough or he's not running the or he's not running the ball enough or he's running the ball too much or you know, he should be passing in this or running in that. People are just mad about every single thing he does. And it was funny, there was a post-game clip that the Browns posted of Kevin. And he was, after the game, kind of giving props to different guys um, based on things that happened in the game. And he pulled out a piece of paper. He's like, you guys like stats? And just started rattling off, like, you know, force fumble here, interception here. This guy had X, Y, and Z. And the comment section was just people saying, oh, this analytics guy, like, we need a football guy. Get your head out of the stat sheet. You know, the classic comments that people make. And I'm, I just think it's funny because... Kevin is just being himself authentically, like how anyone would want any coach to be in any situation, to be yourself. Don't be someone you're not because people will spot fakes quickly and right away. And Kevin is just being himself and uh, part of that is his analytical mind. And I think that's what made him a great coach in 2020 when everyone was obsessed with it. And that's what makes him still a good coach as we are working through a lot of changes right now. So in the comment section, when people want him to be some football guy, I just think it's silly because if Kevin randomly started like screaming like Dan Campbell, people would think that was weird because that's not how Kevin Stefanski acts. That's how Dan Campbell acts, and that's great for him. I love Dan Campbell. I think he seems like a fun guy, uh, but that's who he is, and they're two different people, and both of their locker rooms appreciate the authenticity that they bring to the table. So 
I think that's important to remember when everyone wants to have him completely change who he is um, because that's just never going to work. Um, But I do think, uh, like I said, winning out would be very big for this team um, just in terms of looking towards next year. And I don't like losing football games, so what's the point of losing? I mean, we don't have first-round draft picks. We don't need to lose for anything, so just win out because it's it would be fun to do that. <laughs> okay, just want to touch on a couple other random things that happened in the NFL world this week that I just thought were interesting. So Bill's Dolphins was just like an all-time game that you just you talk about for a long time because the snow factor, you had fans making snowballs and throwing them onto the field. And at one point, the announcer said they were going to give the Bills like a 15-yard penalty or something ridiculous if uh, a a fan hit a snowball onto like a player. (laughs) And I was just like, this is insanity. But it was really fun to watch, and it was two really good teams battling it out. Um, And that was an all-time moment. I... I still love watching the Bills. Like, I know I feel like everyone is kind of on the Bills bandwagon at this point, and it's almost overdone a little bit. Uh, but they're such a likable team, and Josh Allen is such a fun quarterback to watch. Like, he'll have a couple boneheaded moments, but he also has just some of the most beautiful, insane moments ever, where you're just like, how did he make that throw? Or uh, the way he is so physical and is able to run and escape and escape pressure. It's just, it's a beautiful thing. So, loved that game. Then also have to talk about the most Browns loss ever that didn't happen to the Browns. It happened to the New England Patriots. Who would have uh, thought? If you told me that sentence like six years ago, I would have been like, no, that'll never happen. But it did happen. Um, If you didn't see it, you probably live under a rock. But they lost to the Raiders in the most insane way ever by... You know, it was a tie game, so you think you just take a knee and go to overtime. They start lateraling, I don't know why that's so hard to say, lateraling the ball um, in an insane way and end up giving it to the Raiders. And I, I, you know what, actually, I don't think lateraling is a word. I think it's just lateral. (laughs) Now that I say it out loud, I'm like, no, you just lateral the ball. It is not lateraling. <laughs> I'm look. It's eleven o'clock right now, guys. That's how my brain's working. It's creating new words that don't exist. But um, yeah, it was an insane, insane way to go out because you give it to the other team and then they go in and score and the game is over. And the guy legitimately threw Mac Jones to the ground. It was the most embarrassing, embarrassing moment that I've had to watch um, in a, in a long time. I kind of felt bad for the guy, but it was good to see someone else lose in a really stupid and ridiculous way. Um, that wasn't the Cleveland Browns. Cause it feels like we are notorious for those that usually comes from us. Uh, so I, I enjoyed honestly watching that and it goes to show you that, you know, no situation is ever perfect. Like Bill Belichick is the greatest coach in NFL history, and that happened to his team. So there's so many variables every single week, every single season. You got to have good players on your team at the end of the day in order to make things happen. And as good of a coach that Bill has been, he doesn't have like the talent that he used to have. And that very much changes what you can do out there. So something to keep in mind, because I think we get we get a little bit hard on coaches at certain moments. Okay, so that is all I have for you guys today. Um, If you could leave me a review, rating, share, 
you know, definitely leave that reviewer rating before I put out that 100th episode. That would be pretty nice to get those up um, as I am releasing a monumental number, which is pretty exciting for me. I'm, I'm very proud that I've continued at this and that there's a lot of people that care about listening to it. I've gotten a few comments from different people lately that it just means a lot to me when someone tells me that they care about listening to this and that they feel like they're learning something or that I bring a good perspective that they haven't thought about. Like those things mean so, so much to me. I can't even tell you when I hear it, it makes me want to record another 100 episodes um, because it just, it really does mean that much. So if you have ever tweeted at me and said something like that or, um, you know, personally said it to me, thank you because it keeps me going when I'm recording these at 11 p.m. on a Monday night when I probably should be sleeping. But, you know, who needs sleep? All right. Um, I hope you guys all have a really good Christmas that is coming up this weekend. If you celebrate Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever you celebrate, I hope you enjoy the holidays with the family. Take some time to decompress a little bit. I feel like life can get crazy. This time of year can get a little bit hectic. So just take some time to enjoy the moment because I think it's just really important to do that when when things are crazy, to look around and appreciate the people around you, everything that you have, um, because it can it can be hard when you get caught up in the day-to-day and you forget about that. Uh, I think the holidays are a great time and New Year's is a great time to reflect on all of that and think about the things you're grateful for. So I know that's what I'll be doing. Um, Like I said, that's all I have for you guys though. Have a great one. Go Cavs and go Browns.